It's a pretty sad time to be a sports fan, but it's all about perspective, and as a very insightful person once said, the show must go on. That person would be Lupe Fiasco. Anyhow, I've got a friend of mine who will join the show later to discuss a recent midseason move made by the Blues. Feels like the offseason. I don't know what's going on. Coronavirus got me acting up. Um, as well as just a hangout. That'll be Will Devine. Love him to death. He's going to be hopping on later. Uh, maybe get into some Cardinals baseball as well. Oh, and by the way, Tom Brady is a Buccaneer. We cover all that and more next on the St. Louis Sports Calzone. can change in the course of a couple weeks. This past Monday, students like myself around the country were planning on returning to school from their spring breaks. Others were embarking on trips of their own. A few weeks ago, the coronavirus seemed like a distant idea rather than a present force. But schools are closing their doors for the remainder of the year, and sports are essentially shutting down. A lot of people are feeling pretty lost and confused, myself being one of them. I'm bummed out that I can't be playing uh, in the club baseball season opener this weekend against Truman State, so I can only imagine the agony of the actual NCAA winter athletes whose seasons have been cut short and spring athletes who won't get to play much at all this year. For seniors especially, this is a very tough time, both college and high school. I can't imagine how I would have handled this situation last year if it was my senior year playing ball at Slough High. I'd probably still be lying in my bed right now. I would not know what to do with myself. The one bright spot, though, is that college athletes uh, in the spring will get another year of eligibility, which is cool. But to be clear, there is far more at stake in this situation than sports, but that's kind of what I do here on this show. And we shouldn't feel like bad people for being upset that we have to miss out on stuff. So that's just my little piece. Now I'm going to welcome my buddy Will Devine onto the show. It's been a long time coming. Wanted to have him on a few shows ago. Couldn't make it, but here we are. Should be fun. And now we have Will Devine on the show. Will, it's day million of quarantine and day 10 of no Cardinals baseball. How you holding up? Well, it's been a, uh, it's been a rough little stretch, but training, I'm not totally sure what to do. How's, uh, how's everything at home front? Not too great as well. Uh, I don't really know what to do with myself. But hey, nothing else. So with the MLB season now being very uncertain, if nothing else, I'm glad that we got to play the Astros during spring training. So uh, some guy named Santos, wearing number 78, probably never see him again, could plunk Alex Bregman with a pitch. So that's my silver lining so far. Um, but other than that, we're doing pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, well, so Miles Michaelis was going to was going to miss the start of the season. Um, but now he obviously should be good to go from the outset. So that means that we do not need a fourth and fifth man in the rotation. We just need number five. Uh, do you like Carlos or, or or potentially somebody else coming out of the bullpen? Uh, Paul, you know, I've, uh, I've watched Carlos these past couple of years, and uh, it appears he's kind of um, adjusted his game to really benefit the team more coming out of the bullpen. 
I like a lot of what he's done from these past couple of years. Granted, the playoffs last year, towards the end of the season, he got a little rocky. Um, but that was uh, that was a little bit unexpected. But I think he'll uh, he'll bounce back and he'll, he'll return back to form. And I'd, I'd like to see him stay in the bullpen. The guy that I'm really interested in uh, seeing in that fifth spot in the rotation and maybe moving out of the long relief role is uh, is John Garrett. Um, I really like where he's uh, he's coming. Yeah, John Gant, uh, definitely in in his starts that he had last year, made some waves. Another guy that I liked was Austin Gomber. He had a great spring this this past spring. But at this point, the whole club is sort of in in limbo. Um, I was reading in the paper the other day, the the physical paper, by the way. Um, my family still does that. That any of the Cardinals pitchers who view themselves as a starter, potentially moving forward with the organization. Um, it's just going to be throwing 50 pitch bullpens uh, every five days as if it were a start. To me, I feel like that would be pretty tough to uh, to manage in terms of having a routine. But at this point, nobody really knows what the plan is going to be moving forward. So it's definitely a tough thing to balance. Um, another thing that, that I'm interested in your thoughts on, Will. So Tommy Edmond last year pretty much comes out of nowhere, ends up with the highest batting average and OPS on the team. He's a super utility type player. He can play wherever. But in a lot of projected lineups for the Cardinals, he was not in the starting lineup. Um, I'm of the opinion that we need this guy in in the lineup every day, regardless of where he's playing. Um, some people are saying he could just be a super utility player like Ben Zobris was for the 2016 Cubs. Where do you see him fitting in in terms of placement in the lineup as well as uh, in the field? Sure. So uh, I think I think Tommy Edmond is a uh, very interesting case. Uh, Cardinals haven't seen a seen a young player like him come up to their system in a long time. Uh, you know, the the guy that I, I like to think about is a, a young sort of Pete Cosma esque um, player. But I, I think his upside is uh, is definitely there. I mean, you go back and you look at his spring training just last year. He was a three thirty three hitter. Led the team in OPS again. Granted, this uh, this spring has, has not been uh, too kind to poor Tommy. He's hitting two thirty seven still. Uh, his OPS is just above six fifty, so he's not exactly hitting where he uh, where he wants to. But in terms of what he brings to a team, in terms of versatility, uh, and I don't think you can keep this guy off uh, off the twenty five man roster. And, and I think it'll be I think it'll be hard for them to keep him out of the lineup. Schultz a smart guy. He, he understands that in the ever-changing game of baseball, um, guys like this are increasingly valuable to a team, especially with only carrying three bench players now, which is what teams seem to be doing for the most part. So he, he adds a lot of uh, you know value to this team, um, even if he's hitting and is, is somewhat subpar. Um, but the, the dude just, he hits line drives, and I don't know, he passed the eye test for me. He's just a fun baseball player to watch. It really brings me back to some, some of the old Cardinals. Good stuff. Um, so last year, we, we saw him at third base a lot. Matt Carpenter is right now slated to be the starting uh, opening day, whatever day that is going to be, third baseman. How short of a lease do you think Schilt and, honestly, the the front office should have on a guy like Matt Carpenter, who last year, admittedly, not up to his standards. And then this year, um, 
he has high expectations, but we, we really don't know what to expect from him. How short of a leash do you think we have on a guy like Matt Carpenter when you have Tommy Edmond waiting in the wings and then potentially down the road even Nolan Gorman, although that's probably not going to be something that we see this season? Um, what, do you, what do you expect in terms of how long do we let Matt Carpenter go if, if, if he's not producing up to his, up to his standard? Sure, I think, I think Matt Carpenter is another uh, very interesting case. He's a, he's a long-time Cardinal. When you, when you think Cardinals baseball, he's, uh, he's one of those guys that is the forefront of your mind. Um, but in terms of his production, last season, it was, uh, it was so far below his, his standards and uh, the standards that will lead you to success in terms of um, production. But I, I think uh, the front office has been very frank with him this offseason in that he, he knows where he needs to be. Um, Schultz has told him, I'm sure, on multiple occasions what he needs to do to earn his spot in the lineup. And so far this spring, he's uh, appeared to do just about everything Schultz has asked. But in terms of the longevity that uh, he, can, he can have going into the season, I'm, I'm not so sure how long this uh, this is. Is put, if, if he can keep the power up, uh, you know, we saw him hit 38 home runs uh, just, you know, less than a season ago. So it's, it's, it's there. I mean, he's still a very viable baseball player, but can he bring that into, into this year? I, I, I guess I, we'll all have to see. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy that I'm rooting for. Um, I personally expect to see Tommy in the outfield uh, maybe taking over Dexter's spot in right field sooner than I would expect. To see him at third base, but we'll see how the cookie crumbles. We'll see. We'll see if the cookie crumbles. Quite honestly, because who knows what's going to go? You know what's what's going to happen with the season. As of right now, th- there are some talks that that opening days uh, could be somewhere in the middle of May. But to be perfectly honest, I don't. I don't really foresee that. I feel like we might be looking at at a June, uh, mid to late June start at best. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Another thing in terms of looking toward the future of Cardinals baseball recently is there's there have been no actual baseball to report on. There have been rumors about contract talks uh, between the, the Cardinals and Yadier Molina, so longest tenured player on the birds. He's been around for about 15 years, and his current contract is up after this year. He clearly wants to finish his career where he started, here in St. Louis, and Rumor has it that they're considering a one to two year extension. What are your thoughts on this, and uh, what would it mean for the future of Andrew Kisner? Sure. Well, I mean, anytime you're thinking about extending uh, one of your one of your hometown guys, a guy like Yadi's a uh, face of franchise guy, I mean, you, you think Cardinals baseball again in the same vein as Matt Carpenter, even more so. In, uh, in Yadi's case, he is the he's the heart and soul guy. Um, but in terms of his production over these past few years, uh, we, I mean, we've got to we've got to be honest with ourselves. He's he's not the same spry defensive you know savant that he once was. Uh, he's still a very serviceable catcher, and having him hit fifth in the lineup is a conversation for another day. But in terms of whether or not I believe he should be extended, uh, I, I think the answer is no at this point. Uh, I mean, you've got a guy in the minor leagues there and. He's done nothing but hit the baseball ever since he started playing this game and getting getting into our organization. Uh, he's, he's been a fun guy to watch. Yeah, it's been nice to hear about him coming through the ranks. And a guy that gives John Mazzalek enough confidence 
to trade away Carson Kelly, who's starting in Arizona. And he is not considered one of the better catchers in the game of baseball. So I think when you when you look at his production in the minors, I mean, in AAA alone, he's got an 815 OPS, just under a full season. So you've got to you've got to look at a bat like that and realize that, other you know, apart from one season in Yachty's career, he's never been an all-star hitter. He's a great player, and I'm really excited and hope that he retires as a Cardinal. But unless that's after this year, I, I don't foresee that that's a, a you know it it makes sense but it, it still makes me sad and you know what else makes me sad i i forgot that we ever had carson kelly um it's one of those things where where you almost try to forget because like we we could really use carson kelly i think that's safe to say uh andrew kisner is a good prospect but carson kelly is a top 10 catcher in the mlb already and he's still young um but hey that's that's the gamble that you make when you're trading for a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, personally, I would be fine with with extending Yachty for one more year, and I think that that this year he might start to hand over some of the at bats to Kisner. Next year, Kisner becomes the full time starter, um, and and Yachty can still act as, as as sort of a bench coach, which is honestly something that he does now anyway. I think regardless, he, he's still going to find a way to to bring value to the club. But in terms of his hitting, yeah, it's it's really just tough to. Uh, to, to want to hang on to a guy that really can't do a lot for you at the plate. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it in terms of the Cardinals, but we're going to shift our focus to the NHL real quick. Um, so, Will, if and when the NHL season resumes, we may be looking at some sort of abridged ending to the regular season or potentially just hopping right into the playoffs. So what are your thoughts on how the Blues would look if the players, excuse me, if the playoffs were to begin right now without any more regular season games? Well, I think uh, the outlook in terms of uh, as a St. Louis Blues fan, I think you've got to be uh, you got to be excited. With uh, if the playoffs were to start today, we would be in a series against Nashville. We'd be the number one seed in the Western Conference, and I think you gotta you gotta have a positive outlook. Uh, and you're gonna have Colorado and Dallas playing in that other uh, in that other matchup, and those are two big body teams that are gonna beat the crap out of each other. That's kind of what you want in this playoffs. You want you want to face a one-down team. Um, but in terms of uh, the logistics of the playoffs, being able to start today, I mean, you have to think about it from Colorado's perspective. They've played one less game than the Blues, and they're two points behind them. So what's to say that the Blues deserve that higher seed? I don't want the tiebreaker, so let's say that Colorado did play that game in hand, you know what? What does that look like if the teams that have games in hand that are now suddenly out of the playoffs entirely, that had they won those games and had X happened, you know, what what does that whole uh, situation look like? It's, it's going to be very difficult for the NHL, I think, to say, how do we, how do we get, uh, how do we get fair seating here? Is it, is it a winning percentage thing? There's, there's still a lot of questions that I think need to be answered before we can look too far ahead into the outlook of the playoffs. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I honestly had not thought of um, the issues with the seeding, and there's really no way to tell how the NHL will handle the situation. But, uh, Will, thanks for coming on today. I miss you, buddy. Miss too, Paul. Hope, uh, hope quarantine isn't treating you too poorly. I'm sure we'll be, uh, we'll be on the other side of this shortly. Yeah, that's the plan. All right, see you, Will.
Yes, sir. So big thanks to Will for coming on. In other blues news, that rhymed. Oh, that was kind of fun. The team has signed forward Hugh McGing to a two-year deal. So after being drafted in the fifth round of the 2018 draft, the now 21-year-old McGing returned to Western Michigan, where this past season he made first-team all-conference. The 5'9 playmaker is noted for his quickness, toughness, and according to the Post-Dispatch, his college coach described him as a competitive physical spark plug who blocks shots and can play wing or center. Sounds pretty good to me. While he's not to be confused with Robert Thomas or Jaden Schwartz, he's someone to keep on the radar for sure. Um, now, Blues general manager Doug Armstrong has made it clear that he's not a guy they're going to push too far too soon. You know, thankfully, we have the luxury of being the defending Stanley Cup champions. So seated atop the Western Conference, he's definitely not a guy that you're going to expect to see this year or maybe even next year, but certainly someone you can expect on the third or fourth line at some point down the road. What's wacky about this move is that it feels like an off-season move rather than a mid-season one to me. Uh, there hasn't been a game in a couple of weeks. I'm starting to miss the boys, missing the fellas, but... It is what it is, you know, the health uh, of everybody comes first, so that's obviously most important. And with that, we are now done talking hockey. Uh, Going to shift over to college basketball. Man, this is this is a tough one, but for the Billikens, at least we get to end the season on a win. Not everybody gets to say that about their seasons, about their careers. Obviously not the win that you would hope to end your season on, um, and still very sad for the guys, especially the seniors. Granted, there's only two of them. But the team will definitely be better next year, and that's certainly something to be excited about. Uh, Yuri Collins led all freshmen in assists per game this year. He's only getting better. We'll have Gibson back. Um, we had David Seymour on the show last week to talk about all this, but the Billikens should should be a good team moving forward, I think, next year. We could really make a run at the A-10 and then also potentially to and in the tournament. Uh, but, man, we should, we should be watching the round of 32 today. This is, this, is, this is a bummer, but it is what it is. Been watching a lot of highlights of past March Madness. Uh, can we get some love for Jimmer Fredette, please? I think he's a guy, that, he's a guy that, that has maybe slipped our minds in recent years. Jimmer Fredette is the GOAT, and he always will be. All right, now to the big newsmaker of the past week. With all this coronavirus stuff going on, we still have sports. They still exist. There haven't been any games. But the NFL has lost its mind. With with free agency opening up this past week, wow, I don't even know where to start. But I'll start with this. Tom Brady, TB12, the man known oftentimes as GOAT, is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The 7 and 9 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> New England sports fans lost Mookie Betts, their best their best Red Sox player, and Tom Brady all within a week. And then yesterday it was announced that Red Sox ace Chris Sale is going to be needing Tommy John surgery. Yikes. I don't feel bad being being a, a St. Louisian. That's how you pronounce that, but Man, rough, rough, uh, rough last couple weeks for for New England sports fans. 
Um, but I mean, this is just this is just crazy. I, I don't think anybody saw this coming. I certainly did not see this coming. Brady to the Buccaneers. You've got to think that if this guy's going to leave New England, he's going to go to a contender. He's going to go to a team with with some weapons. And while the Buccaneers certainly do have weapons, Chris Godwin on the outside, he's a superstar wide receiver. And Mike Evans, we all know what he's capable of. Um, the Buccaneers were just not a team that anybody expected him to head to. Think about this. The last time Tom Brady wasn't a Patriot, I was not yet alive. 20 years. Until this past week, I had not breathed air in a world where Tom Brady was not a Patriot. When I was born, the St. Louis Rams were defending Super Bowl champions, and Tom Brady was a Patriot. And 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 it's just been that way ever since. Like I don't I don't know what I don't really know what to think. Um, but news has come out since since he decided to join the Buccaneers that a quote unexpected high number of players have reached out to Tampa Bay about playing with Tom Brady. This was broken by ESPN. The story was broken. I, who who did not expect it to be a high number? I think anywhere he was going to go, he was going to have the LeBron effect. Um, as we all know, when, when LeBron headed to Miami, then when he came back to Cleveland, and now at the Lakers, ring chasers, they're going to follow you. So Tom Brady's pretty much having the same thing. Uh, in Tampa Bay, I don't think they'll be bad. I don't think they'll be great. Um, but they do have they do have those two wide receivers that I mentioned. Chris Godwin. There was a there's a little little talk of whether he he'd keep his number twelve. No, that was never going to happen. Of course, he's going to give it up to Tom Brady. Uh, there's really no choice. But I mentioned the LeBron effect. So. Brady leaving the Pats shows to me that he's in a similar stage that as LeBron was when Bron was leaving Cleveland the first time. When LeBron left the second time, it was brand time. Time to build the brand in L.A. Do some movies, continue expanding the brand globally. But the first time he left Cleveland to head to Miami, it was to win a championship. Brady's already won championships. So this, that that in that sense, that's not what this is about. But when LeBron left for Miami, it was to prove himself. And while Brady's already done a lot of winning, he wants to prove himself. He still feels like he has more to prove. If he retired today, in the eyes of some people, he's not he's still not the GOAT. He's not the unanimous GOAT. He's a system QB. He he had the greatest coach of all time. So now he's headed to a 7-9 and nine football club. And if the Bucks make any noise next year, which for the record I, I doubt they will other than in game attendance and TV ratings, it will be because of Tom Brady. He's got those two guys on the outside running routes. I think, I think he might work out, but the Bucks aren't getting out of that division. Drew Brees just re-signed for two years, $50 million. The Saints aren't going anywhere. Brady's going to have to face Matt Ryan twice. Drew Brees twice, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes next season. Going to be highly anticipated games for sure, but I don't know that the Buccaneers come out on top. Um, but with Tom Brady headed, headed to Tampa Bay, obviously Jameis Winston's not going to be sticking around. And as Jameis is out the door, <laughs> he tweeted this, It's been a great five seasons as a Buccaneer. All love and respect. I love Tampa, and I look forward to seeing y'all again in February. Guess where the Super Bowl is being hosted? 
Tampa Bay. This is awesome. I, I love the confidence. Um, I mean, it, it, it certainly takes confidence to keep keep chucking the ball downfield when you've already thrown 29 interceptions in, in, in a season to get up to 30. I like I like Jameis Winston, though. I like him a lot. I think he's matured. But at the same time, I love that he has that flair for the dramatic, and I love that he takes risks. I mean, look at Brett Favre. Threw an un, unreal amount of interceptions in his career. But he still ended up being Brett Favre. He still had a great Hall of Fame career. People know that he was susceptible to throwing interceptions. That was just part of his game. But but accepting that allowed him to use his creativity and his unreal arm strength, which are two things that Jameis Winston has. So I think he'll be all right. He got he got his uh, his vision fixed this past offseason. So who knows that could help. Um, anyhow, though, yeah, Tom Brady leaving <laughs> leaving the Patriots. And it's just hard for me to believe. Um, I mentioned that he'll be facing Matt Ryan next season. Falcons are always attempting team to want to root for, uh, for betting people. I'm not one. Those days are, are in the past. Uh, but the Falcons are always attempting team to bet on because they've got Julio Jones and they've got Matt Ryan and they've got Devontae Freeman. But things just never seem to pan out for them. But guess what? They dropped Devontae Freeman this week. Two-time pro bowler, hadn't really had a good season the last three years. And they pick up Todd Gurley. Uh, they're still tempting as ever. Um, they still have the tools, but only time will tell. Speaking of Todd Gurley, so the Rams released him this past Tuesday. They saved $10.5 million on their salary. And wow, uh, <laughs> the Rams have fallen from grace in such a short amount of time. They really, I mean... They they missed their window, and that's crazy to think because of how how open that window seemed and how long it seemed like that window was going to be open to win a Super Bowl, much like the Chicago Cubs winning in, in 2016, although the Rams never did win. They got to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but it's over, and that is just crazy to think, but they, they spent their money uh, – in some unwise ways and that's all she wrote so that's pretty wild um but anyway Todd Gurley since his rookie season in 2015 where he was with the St. Louis Rams first in touches in the NFL first in total touchdowns in the NFL second in yards from scrimmage he's still a superstar I think he can make the Falcons a lot better all right other things that have happened in the NFL Philip Rivers to the Colts after 16 seasons with the Chargers so the law I am laying down now is that the Colts will win the AFC South. None of the other three teams in the division have above-average defense. That's going to give Phil and T.Y. a ton of time to work. Now let's take a look at the rest of the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. Despite their recent postseason success, there are question marks still remaining. No one's quite sure what to expect from Ryan Tannehill. They franchise tag Derrick Henry. He's not too happy about it, so there could be some problems in that locker room. The Jaguars, they get rid of Foles. Just, I mean, that was a terrible contract, but now they have Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania, uh, yeah, fun to watch. Awesome mustache. He's got the jean shorts, but they don't have a lot of pieces surrounding him on offense, so I'm not sure that'll work. And the Texans have a bottom five defense in terms of yards allowed per game, 
And they just traded away their best weapon in DeAndre Hopkins in order to get David Johnson, who hasn't had a good season since 2016. Not a lot for Deshaun Watson to work with. So while I love Deshaun, he's a product of Lil Clemson. I see this division as one of the weaker ones in the sport, and I like the Colts' chances here with what I believe will be a rejuvenated Phil. He'll finally be playing again for a fan base that cares, unlike this past season in L.A., which was not a situation any of the former San Diego guys were fond of. I think Phillip Rivers is going to go off, so that's awesome. Uh, Let's see what else. A.J. Green, franchise tag. Just hope he can stay healthy. One of the great players in our league. How about this? Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints on a two-year deal. I'm telling you guys, the Saints are going to be good. They're going to be good. They're not going anywhere. Drew Brees is not going anywhere. People are talking about his decline. He had an amazing season this past year. He missed five games. Teddy Bridgewater stepped in and played awesome. But then but then Brees comes in, and, I mean, he he's, he's still a superstar, and he proved that. All right, how about this? Melvin Gordon to the Broncos, $8 million a year. <laughs> this is the big yikes for him because last year he declined an offer from the Chargers for $10 million a year, and now he signs for eight. The Broncos have high hopes. Drew Locke, we'll see if he can get the job done. All right, I mentioned this, but DeAndre Hopkins is a Cardinal and David Johnson is a Texan. What in the world? Cardinals offense looks great. They're going to have Kyler Murray looking to make the sophomore leap. Then you have Kenyon Drake, uh, Drake excuse me, as your primary back. Then D-Hop, Christian Kirk, and Larry on the outside. They're going to be a problem. <laughs> David Johnson to the Texans, man. That's rough. Teddy Bridgewater talked about him. He had, he had a great stint this past season, filling in for an injured Drew Brees, saved the Saints season, and he's headed to the Panthers. So where's Cam Newton going to go? I don't know. New England. That'd be fun. Uh, let's see what else. Jason Witten, after 16 years with the Cowboys, is headed to the Raiders. That black and gold is going to look pretty weird on him. And finally, Derek Watt, one of three Watt brothers in the NFL. The fullback is joining up with brother TJ in Pittsburgh. So in terms of NFL offseason moves, it's pretty much all we got for you today. And, uh, I lied last last episode. I said I was going to be able to do these more regularly, and that was 15 days ago. But I promise now I'm going to be doing these every Friday. Oh, yeah, I, I guess it'll be every Friday. I just decided that right now. Um, we're all in quarantine. Well, we, we should be if you're listening to the CDC. Um, we all need something to do right now. So basically what I'm trying to say is listen to my podcast and then – And then that can be the thing that you do every Friday. So look forward to it. Uh, If anybody ever wants to come on, literally shoot me a text. It's super fun. There's not a lot of of sports happening. So we're going to figure out some other fun stuff to do. We got Matt Dunn coming up next weekend, next Friday. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. Moral of the story is, though, just wash your hands and stay hydrated and practice social distancing. And peace up, eight town. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, There's something happening here. What 
it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being drawn Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind the Time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going It will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line The man come and take you away We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going now Stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going